Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of The Green Pod, the University of Greenwich Sustainability Podcast. This is a podcast to discuss sustainability at the university and our wider lives. So check out www.gre.ac.uk forward slash sustain to learn more and how you can get involved in sustainability initiatives. So today's episode is all about sustainability over the Christmas period. This time of year is a great opportunity to employ some sustainability hacks, think about the circular economy and assess some of your purchases. But don't worry, we won't be coming after your mince pies or any of your favourite Christmas treats. Um, we're joined once again by David Jackson, a guest who listeners will be familiar with. But um, in case they're not, would you like to introduce yourself, David? Yes, hello, Ryan. Thanks for having me again. Um, yes, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm David Jackson and I'm the University of Greenwich's uh, Sustainability Projects Officer. Great. Yes, for anyone who's um, listened to previous episodes, I'm sure they'll um, be familiar with your voice. Uh, so today, David, we're going to, instead of a fun fact, this episode's all about Christmas. So I'm going to ask, what's your favourite Christmas song? So it, it didn't actually take me that that long to, to have an answer for this one. Um, <laughs> and this goes back to me being a, being a kid um, with, uh, you know, sort of, you go to church and you have sort of Christmas carols and, and things like that. And my my favourite Christmas carol uh, was Little Donkey. So that <laughs> is going to be my favourite song, Little Donkey. Uh, a lovely Christmas carol, if if no one has heard of it before. Um, and because I was interested, I I, I googled it, um, and apparently it was number one in 1959, which is which is lovely. <laughs> <So> <laughs> around for a fair while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing you weren't alive at that time, but um, no, but yeah, no, that's a good <laughs> no, a few a few decades later. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, no, it is it 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 is a lovely little hymn, um, and 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 Carol. Um, but what's what's your favourite uh, Christmas song then, Ryan? Oh yeah, I knew that that um, question was going to be flipped back on me, but I would go for probably one of the most popular fairy tale in New York. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> I'll say two two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Um, okay, David. So my first question um, around Christmas and sustainability is: What is the environmental impacts of sustainability and sustainability concerns linked to Christmas? So at first, they might seem sort of a bit separate, or people might be rolling their eyes about how. Um, bringing into sustain bringing sustainability into everything but um yeah what's the link between sustainability and christmas yeah so i should i should say that you know i i as as most people love love christmas um especially over the you know sort of last year and 18 months i think christmas this time around is going to be a little bit more special for everyone uh you know c coming together and um, whether, whether it's for the religious aspects or whether it's just coming together as a family you know sort of sharing that family vibe and, uh, and gifts and presents and sort of everything that's associated with, with Christmas. Um, but yes, the, there are Im impacts, like there is impacts with a lot of things. Um, and it was very good that you said we, we, we wouldn't be coming after sort of people's mince pies, because I, I do love a mince pie as well. Um, but there are, there are impacts. So typically, um, the, the average uh, person in the UK spends around 350 to 500 pounds on gifts a year. Um, I'd like to think that I spend less than that. 
Um, but that, that is quite a big figure. And considering, you know, Chris, the Christmas period is only over a couple of weeks um, and specifically only over a couple of days, that is quite a, a large amount of money. Um, and then if we think about the gifts that we get, which we might love um, at, at the time or, or say that we do, um, and secret Santa gifts and, you know, things like that, but then we might open them, we might look at them, and then we might put them in a drawer or in a cupboard and might not look at them again. Obviously, that in itself is is an impact. Um, so we've actually, we're uh, sort of moving next year, and we've actually sort of donated some of those items that were given to us to sort of local charity shops. So hopefully someone else can get, you know, some, some joy out of them. Um, but also, we can't mention Christmas without food. I said mince pies, you know, th there was lots of food. Um, the average uh, for sort of the calorie intake is over the Christmas period. So from sort of boxing, uh, from Christmas Eve to, to Boxing Day, the average person eats 4,000 to 6,000 calories. Um, and when you think that the daily average is between sort of two and two and a half thousand, we're eating a lot of food. Um, and, and that equates to, uh, so it's been sort of estimated that we might eat sort of 25 million Christmas puddings. Um, I don't like Christmas pudding. Um, 10 million turkeys, uh, 175 million pies, and probably a few hundred thousand of them are from me because I do love them. <laughs> um, but that in itself leads, leads a, lot, a lot of waste. And if we don't eat it because it is, at Christmas, we might not think in January to have a mince pie because it's just uh, at Christmas time. So in the UK, we also waste 5 million Christmas puddings, uh, 2 million turkeys and 74 million mince pies that, you know, they get stocked in, but we just don't eat them, whether that's all in the supermarket or in our in our homes. So we generate 30 percent extra waste at this time of year. Um, so those are just uh, a couple of the, the impacts. So even though it is, you know, a, a lovely time, um, there are, you know, we can think about it and, and still have that brilliant time with family and our friends, but just reducing, you know, some of that consumption as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, good points there. I definitely say sort of part and parcel with Christmas is the the idea of overconsumption that I'm definitely guilty of as well as um yeah people I know and my family and everything so yeah it's just um one of those times to maybe just take not even a full step back just a half a step back and think is this a bit too much um in terms of consumption okay so yeah, um exactly. tips for we want to kind of get into what you can do um instead of being like eat less than pies but um how can one take part in the circular economy during Christmas time so that is a, a very good question. Um, sort of part of this is, is again, sort of thinking what you actually want in, in terms of buying and, you know, sort of presents that you might buy. Um, so the most basic is kind of only buy what you want and, and what you need. So if you take, you know, sort of Secret Santa, if, if you have a Secret Santa at work with your friends, quite often you buy things that are just, you know, quite cheap. If you have a five pound, 10 pound limit that you might find in a shop, you don't necessarily know whether the person you're giving it likes it. Um, so, you know, sort of asking for, for, for tips of everyone. So if you get a name, you also get a few things of what they like. So, you know, that if you do buy it, they will use it and, and they will appreciate it. Um, also make, making your own. 
um, and making sure things are reusable. So even things like advent calendars, um, you can make your own advent calendars and then the sort of basic frame of that, you can reuse it every year. Um, my mum's knitted uh, an advent calendar and every year, you know, she sort of uses that to then decorate the tree. Um, and uh, other things as, as well that you can do. Christmas crackers, um, you know, everyone likes Christmas cracker. But again, you can make your own Christmas crackers and you can actually make them reusable as well. And, and in some supermarkets and sort of stores, you, can, you do actually see them. So you can sort of buy the kits, you can look up how to make them, but you can buy the kits and then you can kind of package it with what you want and then you can reuse them moving forwards as well. Um, I would say as well that there's, that there's no harm at all in looking in, you know, sort of charity shops and, and seeing if you can use something or give something which you know might have been pre-loved but that doesn't mean that it's no worse quality and it doesn't mean that someone else isn't going to gain just as mount uh, as much sort of enjoyment out of it as, as buying something new um and then even sort of if we go down to sort of the basic level of when you buy the presents and then you've got to wrap the presents um you know using things like newspaper or, or magazines that you've read and you don't want anymore or I'm sure, um, uh, sort of students, I'm sure there's quite a few uh, Domino's uh, pizza vouchers and, and menus and takeaway menus lying around. It might be quite nice and, and novelty to actually, you know, if you're giving something to a friend, wrap it up in a, you know, in a, in a menu or, or, or something, just so you're reusing that item rather than buying new. Um, so, yeah, there, there's lots of different things. Uh, that, that you can do we'll go back we'll go into some some other tips later on I'm sure um, but did you have anything else that, that you've thought of Ryan that I might have missed? Um, no not too much yeah I think definitely the idea that um, yeah getting an advent calendar that you can reuse um, just general yeah, investment in uh, Christmas items that come around every year but then can be reused inst maybe instead of crackers that yeah replacing it with um yeah crackers you can fill yourselves because i know some of the items in the crackers leave a lot to be desired in terms of usefulness um and yeah looking into what you're wrapping your gifts with in terms of either saving your wrapping paper or um, beeswax wrapping paper or yeah using just newspaper that you have around anyway so another thing we wanted to discuss is what role does fair trade have over christmas time yeah, so this is this is a, a very good question, and in, in terms of fair trade, actually, it, it's kind of the same as sort of the rest of the year um, in terms of the benefits that fair trade provides. So, I'm sure lo lots of our uh, our listeners and students, you would have seen, uh, you know, sort of the fair trade logo on products. You would have seen it sort of in in the news, possibly, and and in articles and things like that. Um, and fair trade is, is kind of what it sounds like. It's, it's sort of making uh, changes um, through better practices, decent working conditions and a fair, fairer deal for the farmers that are actually producing the ingredients. So, you know, sort of coca that they're then used to, to, to make chocolate. Uh, it's sort of the raw ingredients uh, that is used to make the products that we then consume. Um, typically, these farmers and, and workers might come from lower income countries and it's hugely important that they are given a fair deal in in terms of the the price and unfortunately that isn't always the case so fair trade is is an international and it's an independent non-profit organization 
um, trying to make that happen for farmers all over the world. Um, so at the moment, they've got sort of 1.9 million small scale farmers and, and workers worldwide that's sort of under the sort of fair trade mark. Um, it appears on more than 37,000 products. So it's not just on, on a few. So if you are sort of doing Christmas shopping, whether it's gifts or, or whether it's food, take a look and see if you can see the Fairtrade logo. Um, it is sort of a, a blue and green uh, sort of circle and it's kind of got a, a sort of a caricature of a person um, sort of within it as well. And it will say Fairtrade underneath. Um, but that is, uh, yeah, it is hugely important. So what it also does is it, if you're working under sort of the fair trade uh, conditions, um, again, it's sort of indecent working. You've also they put a ban on sort of discrimination, forced labour and child labour, which again, unfortunately does happen in some parts of the world. So fair trade, if your product has that, that means that there are processes and the people that are involved, that doesn't happen. So those very bad practices do not happen. Um, they also provide what's called the fair trade premium, which is an extra sum of money paid on top of the selling price of that raw ingredient to invest in the business or community projects of, of their choice. Um, so whether it's, you know, sort of safe conditions or sanitary or, or water, um, though that extra sum of money sort of helps in, in, in that regard. Um, and it also uh, sort of aims to cover the average costs of producing the, the crop sustainably. Um, so in addition to the sort of social and financial aspects, the environment is considered as well. Um, so yeah, over Christmas time, uh, fair trade kind of, it does the same thing as, as all year round and it just makes the people sort of behind the products that are producing those goods that, that we then consume, that they are living and, and working in the best conditions as possible. Yeah, thank you for that. And yeah, definitely highlight something that's not just specific to Christmas, but yeah, important all year round. And um, if the listener would like to learn more about fair trade, we did an episode, episode 13 on fair trade, more about the certification and what it means for if a product is certified as fair trade. So the next question, back to sort of behaviours over Christmas, but what are some of the behaviours to, uh, to avoid if you want to be sustainable over the Christmas period? So I would say probably the, the best one in terms of behaviours to avoid, but also potentially the, the hardest one, um, is to to not buy what you don't need. Um, so if you don't need it, don't buy it. Um, and if you've got, you know, if you're buying for friends and family and they say they want, you know, sort of a few things and you've got those things, if you see something, you don't necessarily need to buy it for them either. Um, I know that uh black friday occurred recently um and i think on websites like like boohoo um they were selling up well they had items for sale for completely free um or for like you know 1p or, or 10p but their sort of marketing strategy was that the only way you could get that free item was to buy another item um so you were actually still sort of looking something to buy but then you got this free item um and some other you know sort of online retailers and things like that they're doing similar type of things and even though you might think well if you don't get it it might end up in in waste uh, you know potentially landfill or incinerated and, and that is potentially possible but at the same time if you 
do get it and you only wear it a few times or you don't wear it at all, it might end up in, in waste anyway. So just think about sort of what you need, what you don't need, um, and, and just buy, uh, uh, sort of li live within the sort of the, the means. Don't sort of go sort of too much over. Um, so that's probably the the best one, I would say, in, in terms of babies to avoid. Um, and also just look at the, the packaging of products. And it goes back to what I said earlier, but about sort of seeing if you can make it yourself. So I've already said it multiple times that I love mince pies. Uh, last year, I made my own mince pies, um, which saved me um, a lovely £1.60 uh, compared to, to buying mince pies for, for the amount that I made. But it also meant that I wasn't buying all of that packaging. So when you buy mince pies in, in a box normally, you know, so each one comes with a, a sort of a tinfoil case, um, then it comes in plastic, and then it comes in the outer cardboard. When I made mine, I still bought, you know, there was still sort of a, a glass of mints and, and the box of uh, the pastry. But overall, there was actually about sort of 15 to 20 pieces of packaging that I saved by making them my own than, than buying them. So think about whether you could potentially make it yourself as well. Um, and that's, that's, I think, it really, just, just those sort of too sort of think about what you're buying um whether you can whether you need it and whether you can make it yourself yeah that's definitely a good point in terms of some people might think oh why would i make moments pies when they're so cheap but yeah if you think about it, 20 pieces of packaging have been saved is yeah really good saving as well as yeah one pound 70 but um i didn't know that about boohoo having that free item as well i mean i can see how that's attractive to consumers buying but also yeah it's a bit of um, a slap in the face in terms of sustainability because if if you're willing to pay nothing for it do you really want it or need it so on to a more like positive side what are your top sustainability tips and hacks over christmas so the the best one that i have ryan um which i actually only learned a couple of years ago is have you ever heard of the scrunch test uh, i have not no so the squanch test is a very handy uh, tool um, at uh, which you can have at your disposal. So if you were to buy wrapping paper, obviously, you know, if you buy wrapping paper, it's, it, it's paper, isn't it? Most people would think, yes, it's, it's paper. Um, but you might see that actually, you know, if you have a few peasants, you might see some that are more sort of crinkly that you might think, oh, that is actually paper and then some that's more shiny. But the squanch test actually proves whether the wrapping paper that you have is 100% paper, or whether it actually has a line of plastic in it, uh, similar to a, a disposable coffee cup. And if it does, then actually you can't recycle that paper. So you would have to throw that into general waste rather than recycling. So what you do is you get uh, a sample or some of that wrapping paper in your hand and you sort of scrunch it down. And if when you release uh, your hand, um, if the paper sort of bounces back into its shape, then that shows that it has got plastic in it. It's got a layer of plastic, so you can't recycle it. But if it stayed sort of fairly crinkled, fairly tight into a ball, then that shows that it is paper and you can recycle it and you can put it in your recycling bin. So that is a very good uh, tip, and, uh, tip and hack. Um, I would also say that another good one is to avoid uh, glitter. Um, I know glitter is 
is very sparkly you know it sort of makes things look nicer whether it be uh you know, whether it be wrapping paper or whether it be sort of on a christmas card but actually glitter itself is tiny tiny bits of plastic um and with the glue that is used to hold the glitter onto the card or the paper that as well means that you can't recycle it um so if you avoid the glitter that means you can recycle 100 percent of of the card or the wrapping paper if it hasn't got any plastic liner on it as well um if you do however get cards that have got glitter on them again you know that is still fine but normally glitter is only on the front side of a, a christmas card so just rip it off so you separate the front from the back uh throw the front with the glitter on into the general waste bin and then you can recycle the, the card bit of, of the card um and something which uh, a few of my family members have actually started doing is rather than sending a physical christmas card they've actually sent me an e-Christmas card. Um, and my parents actually sent me an e-Advent calendar this year as well, um, which is sort of animated and is quite nice with sort of tunes rather than sending a, a physical one. Um, so that again is, is a tip. So you're reducing the, the waste, um, but you still get that nice, you know, the nice feeling of, of still receiving those items. Um, and, and, and that is all great. Uh, and the last one I would say is, if you are making your your own things um, over Christmas, then consider getting uh, silicon moulds rather than uh, you know sort of your typical cup uh, cake holder moulds or things like that. Because with silicon moulds, you can actually reuse them, whereas other moulds you, you you can't do the, the, the single use. Um, so yeah, j just think about that and see if you whether you can get any uh, sort of reusable items as well. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I really like the um, scrunch test and yeah, didn't really think about glitter as just being plastic. But um, yeah, thank you for those. And just for my last question, what are some great sustainable gifts for loved ones over Christmas? So I try to think slightly out of the box for this one. Um, and I, I do have a few. So one of the sort of good ones that I think is in terms of you know quite often people might get sort of one or two big presents and then you get sort of a few smaller ones or what are called stocking uh, filler presents um, they might be a bit smaller but rather than a physical present the, they don't need to be physical presents um, so there are actually a few organizations the Woodland Trust is one of them where you can actually gift a membership of a tree so you can actually gift uh, a planting of a tree and that means that the Woodland Trust on your behalf will plant a tree in, in an area of woodland uh, on some projects that they're doing, which, which is quite nice because that shows, you know, if you, if you get that, actually, it's like, yes, there's a tree that's been planted, you know, sort of for me in, in this area, which I think is quite nice. Um, and for, for another one, um, in terms of, sort of reading material books, there are actually a lot of uh, sustainable uh, books around these days uh, and children's books as well um, i think i saw one recently about uh, an alien that came come to planet earth and was kind of helping the the kids in the community uh, be sort of more environmentally friendly which i thought was quite sweet um, so there are those type of type of things around and for all ages um, which again is is really nice to see um, in terms of 
sort of clothing, we touched on it in terms of, you know, some retailers sort of pushing out bad messages, but you can get obviously organic uh, cotton clothing and recycled uh, clothing garments. So think about uh, sort of those as well. And generally speaking, those garments last a bit longer and they are actually a bit comfier as well. They're a bit sort of softer uh, to the skin, which is very good. Um, and that's, that's, that's it actually. I mean, people could try to make their own gifts, you know, sort of, or, or reuse gifts as well. Um, but I would say if, if you are struggling, then gift a tree or, or a membership or of a charity or of an organization, because, you know, that is a, a good feeling, not only for when you receive it, but in the long term as well. Yeah, no, definitely agree. Um, in terms of, uh, yeah, gifting a tree or something as well. If if you're struggling to think of something for someone and they haven't highlighted anything you want, um, yeah, buying a random physical gift isn't always the best way. I also think um, we're doing sharing some sustainable books at work. So that could be an idea in the lead up to Christmas. If you've got um, friends or anything that you think, oh, this is really a good idea for a sustainable present, like share it with them and then maybe they'll um, gift it to their family and friends as well. Okay, well, yeah, that's my last question. Um, thank you for listening. I'd encourage the listener to have a look at the Greenwich Sustainability website, www.gre.ac.uk forward slash sustain, if you're interested in sort of sustainability topics. Um, we're always looking for new podcast episodes and ideas, so please get in touch if you'd like to be in an episode or have an idea for a topic. And yeah, happy Christmas and happy holidays to everyone else listening, not just specific to um, people celebrating Christmas. But yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>